Thank you for supporting Daily Tech Headlines directly. Now begins your ad-free episode. These are the Daily Tech Headlines for Tuesday, July 28, 2020. I'm Sarah Lane. The Consumer Technology Association CEO Gary Shapiro tells VentureBeat there will be no physical CES event in 2021 after initially planning a hybrid in-person and virtual show. A new all-virtual format will let exhibitors, attendees, and the press engage through online talks and meetings. The CTA said it consulted with more than 10,000 attendees and other stakeholders and found that many didn't want to physically attend due to COVID-19 pandemic worries. Shapiro says, quote, Our event has been primarily an indoor event. If it were a financial decision, we would go forward. But this decision gives exhibitors and attendees the opportunity to make their own plans and reimagine the event in their digital presence. Twitter forced the son of President Trump, Donald Trump Jr., to remove a tweet that linked to a video spreading information about COVID-19 that the company labeled as misinformation. The tweet included a link to another now-deleted tweet that featured the video promoting hydroxychloroquine as a COVID-19 cure. Donald Trump Jr.'s account was suspended from posting new tweets, and Twitter told Vice that it was a temporary lockout until the tweet is deleted, not a suspension. The markup reports it found of more than 15,000 recent popular Google queries, 41% of the first page of search results on mobile devices linked to Google's own properties and what the company calls direct answers or information copied from other sources, sometimes without the source's knowledge or consent. Of the top 15% of the page, that figure jumped to 63%. And in 20% of the searches in the markup sample, links to external websites weren't on the first screen at all. Google spokesperson Lara Levin says that the markup's methodology was flawed and misleading because it was, quote, based on a non-representative sample of searches and also said using Google Trends makes it more likely that the results would include Google knowledge panels than a random sample would. A study by the U.S. National Institute of Standards and Technology, or NIST, has found that wearing face masks that adequately cover the mouth and nose causes the error rate of many facial recognition algorithms to spike to between 5 and 50 percent. Black masks were more likely to cause errors than blue masks, and the more of the nose covered by the mask, the more the algorithm struggled to correctly identify a face. However, the NIST's report only tested a type of facial recognition known as one-to-one matching, where an algorithm checks to see if a target's face matches the face on an ID, such as a passport. Mass surveillance, where a crowd is scanned to find matches with faces in a database, uses a one-to-many system. Samsung published a trailer for its virtual unpacked event scheduled for August 5th. The video features the silhouettes of five devices, which appear to be the Galaxy Tab S7, Galaxy Buds Live, Galaxy Watch 3, a new Galaxy Fold, and the Galaxy Note 20. A video of the purported Galaxy Watch 3 was also posted in a hands-on demo from YouTuber Tech Talk TV. Spotify updated its Group Sessions beta feature to let up to five premium subscribers listen to music or podcasts together. All members of the listening party's hosts and guests can control playback, skip tracks or episodes, and add items to the queue. Spotify first launched Group Sessions back in May. Qualcomm announced Quick Charge 5, which it claims is 70% faster than Quick Charge 4 and supports 100-watt smartphone charging. The new charging tech uses 12 separate voltage, current, and temperature protections and runs 10 degrees Celsius cooler than Quick Charge 4. Quick Charge 5 cables will be backward compatible with earlier versions and support USB power delivery and Type-C. 
And finally, the research firm Area One Security published a new report looking at how vulnerable email systems used by county and local elections officials were to phishing. Surveying more than 10,000 officials, the report found that 53% only implemented rudimentary or non-standard anti-phishing technologies, with 28% implementing basic measures like those from a cloud provider's email controls, and 18.6% using advanced controls like an independent email security service. Additionally, 5.1% of surveyed officials used personal email addresses to conduct election-related business. Six jurisdictions across New Hampshire, Maine, Missouri, and Michigan were also using unpatched versions of the open-source XM email software. The U.S. National Security Agency warned in May that unpatched XM installs were being exploited by foreign intelligence agencies. The researchers note that email systems aren't connected to systems that count votes. For more discussion of the tech news of the day, subscribe to DailyTechNewsShow.com. You can find show notes and links to all these headlines there as well. I'm Sarah Lane. Thanks for listening, and we'll talk to you next time.